The famine is over. I know we've been through some hard times, but the famine is over. I know we've been through some confusing times, but the famine is over. I know we've been through some heavy times, some lonely times, some disorienting times, but the famine is over. It's a prophetic word. You need to get this. And God took me to 1 Kings chapter 16, and this is the beginning of this story. i got just a few scriptures I want to read to you to bring you through this story. It's a familiar story. You're going to recognize it when we get into the next chapter. But watch this. In the 38th year of, uh, of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, the son of Omri, became king over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. Y'all think four years is tough. <laughs> and then we say, why does God do that? Why does God appoint this one? 22 years, evil king. I don't know, except there's something about to happen here. Now, Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord. He was the king. More than all who were before him. How'd you like that on your tombstone? Most evil person. More evil than everybody else before him. <laughs> no. You know what's going to be on my tombstone, right? I told you I was sick. That's what's going to be on there. <laughs> you listen. You listen. I got to quit saying things. You all know them too well. So, so uh, <laughs> did I read this yet? Oh, yeah. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing. As if it wasn't bad enough, in other words, for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took his wife, Jezebel. How many know Sister Jesse? Huh? Sister Jezebel, well, she was religious. The daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and he went and served Baal. And worship Baal. Why would anyone worship Baal as good as God is? But that's the way of the world. We ask that question ourselves. Why are people following in these wicked ways when it's so good to serve the Lord? I don't get it, but that's, that's the war we're in. Can I get an amen? That's the war we're in. So an evil ruler was now king. We don't know what, at what point during the reign this is, but in, in 1 Kings, the very next chapter, the very first verse, here we go. And Elisha, Elijah. No introduction, you know? There's no one saying who he was or, or uh, you know, what his background is or how he was raised and. Uh, if he had uh, mama issues, no, we don't know anything about Elijah. It's just all of a sudden, ta-da, here he is. And Elijah, here he is. He comes on the stage. He steps. Isn't that just like God? I believe he's going to just bring, bring nobodies out of nowhere and make them somebody in a very important place. God will just raise people up we never heard of, and suddenly they're appearing before kings. Oh, I felt that. Lord, don't bless me too much, please. <laughs> or if you do, keep it. Just, just kind of smooth it in on me. Because I feel like dancing and shouting in the spirit. And my body's saying, quit, you old man. 
I know, and I'll call you if I want you. I don't care. I got all Monday to recover. Just lay there in bed and watch the snow. Think about you all at work tomorrow. Okay, Elijah. The Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to old King Ahab, comes into the throne, who are you? I'm Elijah, so what? I got a word from the Lord. You mean Baal? No. This is Jehovah. I said, this is Jehovah. (laughs) As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. He didn't even say God's word. He said, I'm large and in charge. He said, I'll say when it rains, and I'll say when it doesn't. If you want it to rain, look me up. If you want it to rain, oh, get rid of Sister Jessie. Tear down those idols. Because if I say no rain, no rain. And here we go. We know how long it lasts, seven years. Can you imagine no rain for seven years? I mean, even America, what shape would we be in? No rain. For seven years. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide. Sometimes God's got to hide you. By the brook Sherith, which flows into the Jordan. Mm -hmm. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. He's going on sabbatical. I don't know if it's a cruise. might be a river cruise. He's relaxing. He's just sitting on the bank, maybe fishing a little bit. No one else has any rain. Water's running out. Well's running dry. Food sources, crops are failing. And he's just sitting down there by the creek, singing Holy Ghost songs. Hmm? When we all get to heaven, what a day. That's what he's saying, yeah. He had a redback hymnal in his backpack. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens. He got a happy meal every morning. And where in the world did those ravens find that bread? You know, ravens are thieves. So some poor woman's baking bread, putting it on the windowsill, and the raven comes on. Whoop. Now, God could have done it anyway. He didn't have to use a raven. I mean, he had a million people in the wilderness, and he fed them every day for 40 years. They woke up every day to a miracle. So God didn't need ravens. He just chose to send a raven. Every day a raven would bring a new loaf of bread. You know, the raven, hey, raven, you're five minutes late. And every day he'd cut his bread up and he, and he, and he sat by the creek. And, and man, I, I don't know how long he was there, but he had, he had a great time. Ravens, oh my, you know, everything was cool. Everything was cool. He enjoyed a miracle every day. And then the creek dried up. And one day the ravens stopped coming. And God gave him different directions. 
You know, sometimes we just enjoy mm, miracle after miracle, blessing. Uh, isn't it easy to praise God when everything's going good? Isn't it easy to praise God when everyone else is having a hard time, but you're like, me and Jesus, we got a good thing going. And I'm, I'm fine. Everything's, everything's fine at, at the Philippi house. We're, we're, doing, we're doing good. But after a while, God changed direction. How many know he could have found him another crick? How many know he could have found him a, a spring somewhere? How many know he could have found any number of ways to feed him? But God chose a whole different. Listen, sometimes God, sometimes well, God will allow things to come into your life, and you question why, and you say, well, things are getting worse instead of better. But listen, sometimes God has to show you something that unless there's a need, he can't show you a miracle. And sometimes he'll take you to a harder place just to let you know how big he really is. Oh, somebody getting this word. He just has to take him and he allows you to sink somewhere so that he can show you how big he really is. Oh, I feel the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It happened after a while that the brook dried up. There had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, you know, I hear him say, the Lord said, uh, Elijah, I got a word. I know the water is about gone and, 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 and the ravens are done. And uh, So here's the word. Arise, go to Zarephath. All right, who's in Zarephath? There's the mayor. There's, oh, there's a big bank there, and there's, there's, uh, uh, which belongs to Sinai, and dwell there. Okay, okay, okay. See, I've commanded a... What? Widow? Did you misspell that, God? What? A widow? They're, they're like, when we say widow today, it doesn't mean, widow back then meant something else. I mean, it meant the same, but if you were a widow, that meant you were in the lowest strategy. You were in the lowest part of society. You're, you were basically a street person. You can't get a job anywhere. There's no government net. Biden's not sending you another check for $1,400, which you better tithe. <laughs> Don't be taking all that and buying TV sets. Come on now. <laughs> Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Well, if we all tithe, all right, never mind. I've got a widow there to provide for you. Well, maybe she's a rich widow. <laughs> well, wow, what's going on here, Lord? A, a widow. I need to be taking care of widows, not them taking care of me. Right? So, so he gets to the gate of the city, and indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And, and the Bible says later she even knew how many. <laughs> she gathered two sticks. You know, you're really down when you can count your sticks Got one, two, two sticks. I hope there were long sticks. I don't even know how you get a fire going with two sticks. And he called and said to her, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Now, remember, they're in a drought. Everyone's hurting for water. Water is being rationed even in the city. No one's, you know, everyone's going without. And, and she was going to get it. Wow. She knew where there might have been some water for the preacher. Oh, I'm thankful for people who take care of their preacher. 
It was strong over here, a little weak over here. And as she was going to get it, he called, hey, bring me some bread too. Ain't that just like a preacher? He will take your last loaf of bread. You're starving, and he's up there saying, you need to take care of me first. Wow. As the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread. I've got a, a handful of flour in this bin, and I've got a few drops of oil, and I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and prepare for myself and my son so we can eat it and die. Oh, woman of faith. God, Elijah at this point says, God, you didn't, I mean, you sent me to it, not only to a poor widow, but a woman who has given up on life. She has no hope for the future. She's starving to death. This is her last meal. And she has a son to support, and he's going to die. We're going to eat this and die. She had resigned herself to her fate. This is not a woman of great faith. But she has something God can use. I said she's got something God can use. The key word here I want you to see is that Elijah told her, bring it to me first. This is not a miracle from the leftovers. Sometimes God might give you a a miracle from what's left over. But this is not a miracle. If you want a miracle, lady, it's not about taking care of yourself and your needs and then God's later. This is about give it to God first and I'll, I'll give you a miracle with what is left. God is a God. Oh, hallelujah. The key word here is F-I-R-S-T. It's the miracle of the first fruits. It's the miracle that says if you'll put God first, put his mission first, put his word first, put all that he is and all that he has, make that first in your life. He will take care of what little scratch might be left. He's a God of miracles and able to change your life. My God, I feel him in the house. Hallelujah. Someone shout to the Lord. Give me a break. Let's give him a crazy praise right here. Hallelujah. She has a poverty mindset. She's given up. But one thing she's got, she, she obeyed the word. I'm going to put God. I'm tempted to say if you'll take care of your pastor, you'll be surprised what might happen to you. I said I'm just tempted to say it. But it wasn't about Elijah. It was about Here's a woman who has given up, who has no faith, no future, no hope, but she obeyed the word and got a miracle. I said she obeyed the word and she got a miracle. It's the power of what's left. Before you die, before you die, bring me a cake. I know some of you think it's, Cornbread, but it's not. 
corn is over in South America still. It's, they don't have corn. I don't know what kind, some kind of pancake. It wasn't much. <laughs> How many times? I know some of y'all, I'm in your head right now, and you're saying, I, I don't have much. It doesn't take much. I don't have much left. It only takes putting it first what you got. I'm head over heels and dead. I've got all that thing. I got to pay for that. Just, just put him, put him first. And that little bit that's left. If I could, I'd call the ushers right now. I'd put God, because it's not just about money. It's just about a mindset that says Matthew six thirty three. It's just a mindset that says seek first the kingdom. Of, he, uh, of, of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. She decided to honor the word, though she had given up on life. She decided to honor the man of God, though it was a crazy, almost selfish request. But she did what God told her, and it saved her and brought her a miracle. I like, I like the scripture that says, seek him early, early will I seek you. Why does the Bible keep talking? About, David sings about it all the time. Early will I seek him. Early I rise. Why? Why is, what's this thing about? It's not about early. It's about putting him first in the morning. It's about saying, God, you're first in the morning. Amen. You're first before I eat that meal. You're first before I go to work. You're first before I get up. You're first before I go to bed. You're first before I make a request. I'm putting you first early will I seek you I'm going to put you first it's not about just just I'm just a Christian well bless your little heart I'm glad you got your ticket stamped and you're going to heaven got my ticket you get to heaven you're like got my ticket you forgave me nah, 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 nah. well bless your heart you're forgiven Thank God you're on your way to heaven. But I want to pastor a church of people that aren't just forgiven, not just on their way to heaven, but have managed to put God first in every part of their lives. What a church that would be. My God, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I want you to notice just a few more things. Just a few more things. Notice she didn't have a running over miracle. It's not like God said, all right. You, you, you know the, the miracles. Remember the other, the, other, the, the other widow who kept pouring, and it just kept flowing as long as she had a vessel. It just kept pouring. How, how many, how, how many uh, the loaves and the fishes, how many miracles in the Bible are about an overflow of blessing? You've you, you got to find ways to contain it because it's just exploding and flowing. He said, out of your innermost being shall gush rivers of living waters. Ah. It's, it's a gushing, a flowing. I, I love times like that. But my word to you is we're not really in that season yet. We're not in a running over season yet. Well, Pastor, where, what, what kind of season are we in? We're in a never run out season. It's not a running over, but it's a never run out. He said, what do you mean, preacher? He said, what is that verse, verse uh, 14, verse, uh, verse uh, yeah, maybe the, the last verse I gave you. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flowers shall not be used up. 
Not run over, but not used up, nor the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Listen, the rain is coming. Someday the drought will be over. This thing's going to blow away. Amen. We're not ever getting back to normal, but whatever the new normal is, it's going to come. It's happening. The rain will come again. But not today. Oh, those hand claps quit right quick. Like, what did he say? I thought you were prophesying. I am. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's a, it's a blessing of never running out. I don't know how low it got, but the Bible says if you'll just stretch, just stretch into the bin, just stretch. Stretch a little bit. Amen. You'll always have a miracle. Listen, you got. there are times it's not running over and you're trying to catch it, but sometimes you've got to stretch a little bit. That's why I always tell you, if you'll just raise your hands this high, just raise your hands this high, God will come all the way from heaven. Just ah, some blessings only come when you stretch. Reach. Pray a little longer. Push a little harder. Believe a little stronger. Amen. And uh, it will be a blessing of never running out. I can live with that. I can, I can see the bin getting lower and lower and lower and lower. And then she says, you know, there, I don't know. It looks like there's not enough for tomorrow. She goes to bed, and in the morning, she gets her little cup out, opens the bin. Come here, son. He's the God of enough. That's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. Here's, here's something else you got to get. Notice that the drought is still going on. There's still no rain. Everybody else is suffering. When I say this is over, I don't mean it's over for everybody. There's still some bad stuff coming. Come on. I'm, I'm not... You're prophesying bad stuff. I, you just know it's coming, right? I don't feel, I don't know. I talked to somebody the other day. They got COVID twice. <laughs> that ain't supposed to happen. So I, I don't know, you know, maybe not this, maybe it's something else. Man, who, God only know any. how many know anything could happen? These are the last days. I'm here to tell you that the drought is not over. It still hasn't rained. Elijah hasn't called it down yet. God's not ready really to bless. But I have a word for Journey Life Center. The drought is not over, but your famine is done in Jesus' name. I said the drought isn't over, but the famine is done. Amen. There is plenty in the pot. God is going to bless Journey Life Center. We are experiencing the miraculous move of God's power in the middle of a drought, and the famine is over. Give him a praise. Amen.
Come on, really give him a praise. Let's shout. If you believe the word of the Lord, give him a stand to your feet and give him the best praise of the day. It may be getting worse for everyone around us, but we're going to be sitting, sipping the water, eating the good bread. What's wrong? I'm fine. I'm blessed. I'm happy. God's taking care. All right, God, I'll, let me give you a reason to join Journey Life Center. Did I give you a reason to join? Because our famine is over. There's going to be bread in God's house. There's going to be living waters flowing from the altar. God, we're going to see miracles, healings, signs, wonders, the presence of God in our midst. Souls saved. Families restored. We are, we are near to great things. Everyone else is drying up. But Journey Life Center, our drought, our famine rather, our famine is over. Get your community ready. Let's gather around the table. Jesus. How many know his presence is in this place? And where his presence is, there's healing. And where his presence is, there is wholeness. Where his presence is, there is deliverance. There are answers. God's glory is in his presence. As we receive communion, if you need prayer... You get to this altar as quick as you can, as quick as you can. Come now if you want. As quick as you can, get to one of these eight altars. <sighs> By the way, eight is the number of new beginnings. David was the eighth child. I'm number eight. If you need prayer, we'll safely get around you and pray. And believe God and agree with you in Jesus' name. Father, we receive broken bread. Broken bread. And because of your broken body, we have received wholeness and healing. So, Father, thank you for your sacrifice. And we receive your broken body. Oh, my. Lord, the life is in the blood. We receive life, abundant life. It's in the blood. And we salute you and live for you and put you first. 
until you send Jesus back. Would you receive the blood of Jesus until he comes? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come? If you need prayer, would you come? Would you come? Hurry, hurry, hurry. Thank you, Lord. I'll be no way. <laughs> Anybody? Come on. Anyone else? Come on. Don't leave here like you came. If you need a miracle, come on. 